treat every person as though they are made of solid gold. Katrina Smithers is from Michel County Carlow and works in the caring professions. The advice she got from a college lecturer fundamentally changed the way she approaches the relationships in her life and has proved invaluable in her work. When I look back upon my life, there are always a few standout days. A day that changes everything. A day that some would call a light bulb moment, where the stars align and everything begins to make more sense. One of those days for me occurred in college. A lecturer of mine maintained that we should treat every person as though they were made of solid gold, untarnishable and perfect in every way. This statement has had the most profound impact on my life. I think of it throughout every interaction I have had ever since. I have always been very attuned to people and innately followed the principle. Whenever I meet a person, I always seek the human in them. At times, this is so subtle that it's extremely difficult to explain. For example, it may be a cough, a sigh or a facial expression. It is the small, simple human gestures that show an individual's vulnerability. It is something that we all possess and something that we can all seek to help us bond at a very deep level. Using this principle has made it almost impossible for me to dislike someone and has given me the ability to feel empathy and gain a wider perspective on the actions and behaviours of others. It acts as a gentle reminder to me that we are all human at our core and it has greatly enhanced my ability to form and maintain relationships with others. I have met people who, on paper, I should not get along with for a variety of reasons, but when I meet them in person, it is difficult for me to refrain from identifying the human traits. It has become so ingrained within me that I feel it as a physical reaction in my stomach. When I was younger, I struggled to show any vulnerability. I viewed it as a weakness within myself, and I would go to great lengths to hide it from others. I placed so much value on what others thought of me and continuously attempted to disguise who I really was. I soldiered on no matter what way I was feeling inside or what was taking place in my life. It is safe to say that the typical Irish response when asked how we are is, I'm grand, thank you. This was said no matter what the circumstances were or how you were really feeling. I never wanted to be viewed as a complainer or even worse, as weak. It is ironic that the thing I admire most in others, being their authentic selves and having the courage to show vulnerability, was the thing that I most disliked within myself. That lecture gave me the courage and motivation to simply be myself, and it was so liberating. I began to see life in a very different way. When I chose to be more open, it was as though it gave others permission to do the same. It has given me a deeper sense of confidence because the people that are close to me know me very deeply and they still choose to stay. The mask and charade are gone. My flaws and quirks are out there for all the world to see. I am utterly myself and I am okay with that. The release feels incredible. The pandemic has had a detrimental impact on us all, but some very valuable lessons have also been learned. It has allowed us to step back and reflect on what truly matters. 
it has allowed us to gain perspective on where we want our lives to go. It has been a challenging time because many of us have so many external distractions to detract us from our internal world. The pandemic has removed many of these distractions and forced us to delve deeper. Initially, I was despondent about this, but I have gained clarity, perspective and many revelations. I urge every reader to try this humanising approach in their interactions and see how life-changing it is. Seek the human in every person because it is there, waiting desperately to be seen, nurtured and respected. Demonstrate unconditional love, not only to others, but also to yourself. Ensure that your values and actions are congruent. Allow yourself to be human, you are not an unfeeling machine. Allow people to get to know the real you. You'll be surprised what inner strengths you discover and the people that you will draw into your life. One day, one sentence, one interaction can change someone's life in the most wonderful and unimaginable way. I do not consider that vulnerable or weak. It is powerful beyond words. The concept is easily transferable to any interaction or situation. In my work in a caring profession, it has proven to be invaluable to me. I began caring for my mother who had multiple sclerosis from an early age, and I believe I learned so much from her patience and support of me. It ignited my desire to support others to live the life of their choosing, and allowed me to see beyond the bounds of the external and focus on what is inside every individual. In my current role, I do not view any person as merely a patient or a number. Every person is an extension of the love that was shared between me and my mother. I recognise that every person is someone's mother, father, daughter, son, aunt, uncle or dear friend. Their lives matter and although disease or disability may ravage them externally, their desire to live a full and meaningful life still remains. I fully intend to fulfil their wish in any way that I can. One of the prime ways to achieve this is to seek the human inside of them, look past what the rest of the world sees and see them fully for what they really are. See their quirks, see their gestures, their likes, dislikes, how they laugh, how they communicate, their dreams. Taking the time to do this honours that person. Recently I was reflecting on what I would write for this article and wondering how I could possibly do it justice. I was speaking to a person that I support and mentioned how happy I was to say goodbye to 2020. He stunned me when he said that it had been the happiest year of his life. He relished the human connectedness that was applied to him. His safety and welfare was always the primary objective, and I was delighted that he reaped the benefits of this. His response highlighted how prudent it is to provide a secure base for someone through consistent care. It is important to say that it is not always about big interventions. Sometimes it is the small day-to-day -day interactions that make all the difference. This may be making them a cup of tea and spending a few minutes talking to them, or working side by side with them in the kitchen. It is also about respecting the person's autonomy and allowing their voice to be heard. The desire to reach potential never leaves a person, regardless of their age or ability, 
and it is imperative that carers recognise that holistically caring for the person can bridge some of the deprivation they may feel. It is rarely a physical deprivation that people suffer from. More often, it is an emotional one. However, it is very difficult to recognise this in another if there is such work to do on oneself. We are all participants in life and it is up to each of us to decide and then commit to how much we are willing to participate and give. Some people choose to give little and at times some people give too much. It is important to find that balance, particularly when caring for another. Never neglect yourself. Ask for support and assistance because it is there in abundance. I have struggled with this in the past and it led to feelings of frustration and near burnout. I identified as the helper and I never thought to seek any help myself. I now acknowledge that the duty of care I have towards others must extend to myself too. We all have a moral requirement to not reduce our own personhood by exhausting ourselves by drawing from our inner resources and not allowing time to restore equilibrium. It is impossible to care for others if our own health and well-being has been severely compromised. I would regret if I failed to mention when caring for another person to also recognise the vulnerability within them. The helper needs to have an empathetic approach and imagine how it would feel if the roles were reversed. Ask yourself if you would be happy to have your body unnecessarily exposed or your bodily functions indiscreetly discussed. I have supported a person who was very uncomfortable with any of the interventions I needed to provide. I recognised this immediately by facial expressions and the hesitation they had. I ensured that my approach was tactful and sensitive towards their feelings. I brought it around in a general conversation and they admitted to feelings of embarrassment. I explained that I had felt very vulnerable recently when I needed to have a medical procedure carried out, which required me to get undressed in front of two healthcare professionals. By showing the person that I too felt the same feelings as they did, it placed me on an equal footing with them, and it has greatly enhanced the relationship between us. We are two equals who share a goal, to have the best quality of life possible for the person involved. Vulnerability should not be viewed as a weakness within someone. It has a lot of value. It has the ability to break down barriers and discover the human part of us all and allows us to have the opportunity to bear our souls to the world, which can only be seen as a beautiful thing.